Yeah, let's let's okay, get let's do it. <clears throat> okay, I'll do the weather. Yeah, you do the weather. Actually, you know what? Let me do the weather. I got you this... did it last time. No, I didn't. You did. Did I, I got... do it last time? Yeah, I got this new weather app. Correction: the weather app that I use, um, they got a new update and it looks really nice. Okay. Build expired. Dang it! Now I'm using the beta. Hold on, I got to get the real one. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> okay. Okay. Right now, it is currently 31 degrees outside. Oh, that is way different than mine. <laughs> what does yours say? 27. Mine says feels like 26. Mine says feels like 22. What the heck? Yours is crap. <laughs> no offense. <laughs> That's assuming that yours is correct. Well, mine is dark skies. Of course mine's correct. Well, mine uses the dark sky API. Obviously, yours is like an hour late. <laughs> Hard freeze warning, and I turned the sprinklers off today. You did? Yeah. Thank goodness. They're going to burst like our last They one. still might because, um, you know, they haven't been blown out. So, oh, not my problem, though. <laughs> I guess that's one way to look at it. I mean, I'm not actually looking at it. That's the point. Let me see. Hold on. It's cold outside. It is very cold outside, but it's nice in here. Man, I wish I knew the rest of the quote from Groundhog Day. That radio at the beginning. It's cold outside. <laughs> However oh, it goes. yeah, yeah. <laughs> you use it every morning. Good mm. times, good times, good times, good times, good times. Okay. So we wanted, we have a couple of- Do we have uh, any follow-up? Oh, follow-up. Uh, no. Not that I remember. Mm. I don't think so. Disappointing. That is disappointing. Hmm. Nothing. Um, so we have a couple of semi-small topics, I feel like, today. Um, nothing super crazy long or anything. Going to keep we're, it fairly short. We're kind of prepping. Yeah, we're prepping. We've decided that we kind of want to do shorter episodes and not give you like, you know, an hour and a half to two hours. Yeah. Um, every it's week. been a little too much steak and potatoes. And I think we need to move on to some broccoli. <laughs> Gosh. <laughs> Okay, so the first thing we kind of want to discuss, something that we've been thinking about as I think both of us have been doing a lot more reading lately. Oh, yeah. I mean, we talked about it last week. Yeah. Or last episode. Um, is kind of the difference in our mindset or our views on audiobooks versus actual books versus using a Kindle or an I e-reader. Mean, we all know which one is the most, like, what's the word, superior? Uh, I don't know. Let's 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 that's hear your views. The, on that's it. the joke. <laughs> Gosh. Okay. What are you? What are your views? Um, what, are, what are your thoughts? I can enjoy every single one. I used to like. So I don't know. I mean, I've had my Kindle now for a week and a half, I think, and I find it is the perfect portable reading thing. Like, have it fits in my back pocket perfectly, and I remember it's there, and it's kind of annoying, because I don't like having things in my back pocket. So anytime I'm standing somewhere, I notice it, and I'm like, oh, I can read right now. And I pull it out, and I read. So I've been I've been doing a lot of reading because of it. Nice. So the Kindle's been um, good money. I mean, the money was, let's see, what was it? How's that phrase go? It's a good investment. That's That's the word. <laughs> that's good. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Pretending to be distracted. Um, yeah, so the, the Kindle's been great because I've been doing a lot of reading because of it. And it's definitely been a good investment 
I mean, it's, I got it refurbished. Um, I had no idea I was getting one with ads on it, but it's just Kindle ads. So it's not like I'm getting like Walmart ads on it. Yeah, or, they're all they're all Kindle ads. So it's just book ads, and I don't mind that so much. There have been a couple awkward things with it where oh, yeah. I have to hide my my, my Kindle screen because it's always on to an ad. Oh yeah, and so I feel a little awkward with some of them because. Should I just tell the story? Yeah, let's hear let's, it. Okay. So, um, originally when I got it, all the ads, after, they didn't show up till about four days after having it, and then they started showing up. And the ads were for like epic fantasies or just like young adult fiction, fantasy, sci-fi stuff. Most of it was just, you know, your run-of-the-mill like Heroes Quest style books, obviously. And then randomly, um, at least... I thought it was randomly. <laughs> randomly, all these like really suggestive books started like appearing. Like uh, I gotta, I gotta find one of the one of the one of the taglines because it's it's just like mind blowingly like whoa, what is this? Why is it on my Kindle? Um, oh, where is it? You didn't send any screenshots to me. You just said what it was. Oh, I didn't send you any screenshots. You didn't okay. Send any screenshots. Okay. Well, I sent a bunch of other people screenshots. Did you ever see the screenshots? No. Oh my gosh! I'll show you real quick. Maybe you should. Yeah, here they are. So I'll let you read this one. Read it out loud. Finn is the name of the book. Okay, and it's five military hero brothers are about to receive the shock of their lives. Now describe the cover. It's <laughs> it's a, uh, a like a muscular man who's cut off from the eyes down, so you can't see. You can basically see his nose, everything down to his torso, basically mid thigh, and he's just looks he's like ripped. he was wearing a tux, absolutely jacked, but his. His uh, his shirt is totally unbuttoned. You can see his chest and his bow tie, or his uh, yeah, his bow tie is like undone. So do you do you? You could probably guess what the shock is, right? <laughs> I'm not hundred percent sure. It's a romance novel. <laughs> Gosh, I think I'm pretty sure it is. Um, it's named Finn. I mean, it's come on, it's it's about a singular dude. Like I don't know what it is, but then this one is just too good. <laughs> like this one is just. Okay, so what is up with these romance novels and like only showing like the mouth down? Because this one you also can't see his eyes; you just it's see him from sexualizing the mouth down. men. That's what it is. And this one's called the Stopover. <laughs> oh, Miles High Club. Gosh. Yeah, the Stopover. Miles High Club. She wants the job. Her boss wants her. Will they mix business and pleasure? <laughs> Question mark. Wow. So this one, this is literally at my work during stand-up. <laughs> and so I like see this and I'm like, back in the pocket. Because <laughs> I'm like, this is raunchy stuff. Like, what the crap is this? And then I put two and two together and realized they started showing up around the same time we started watching a lot of Hallmark movies. <laughs> All the romance ones. <laughs> so it's like, here's the thing. It's like, Obviously, Amazon and Hallmark share information. Like, that's just what thing companies do. They sell crap to each other about you. But these are two different genres within romance, I feel like. Yeah. And like, I'm like, Hallmark the ones that we is want. like pure, clean, fun. They only say one D word every movie. And every movie. Only one. It's the only curse word. It's probably a reference to um, what's that movie? It's the first movie to ever swear, and they only use the D word. Oh, what's it called? 
the quote is like, frankly, whatever her name is, I don't give a D. Mm. What is that called? Gone with the Wind. Oh, Gone with the Wind. Yeah. So that it's like, I, I, I wouldn't be surprised if it's a reference to that because these are kind of in the same style a genre as Gone with the Wind was, sort of. Like weird dramas and relationships and stuff. And they're just hilariously poorly written and so much fun to watch because it's just, how's it feel? <laughs> Feels incredible. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. They're just terrible, just awkward moments and awkward lines. And it's just so funny. And then these like super raunchy books are appearing on my Kindle. And I'm just like, these are not the same. <laughs> At all. Yeah. Everyone's going to think I'm into, like, gay stuff. <laughs> like, what is this? <laughs> yeah, that's actually super awkward. Like, I don't want super jacked dudes on my Kindle. So, still hasn't stopped me from actually reading the books. I'm just kidding. <laughs> reading read, my books. Did you read Finn? <laughs> no, but I kind of want to now. <laughs> no, that actually happened to me, too, a couple times. But it wasn't. it wasn't any romance novels. It was just, like... Just a bunch of really dumb, um, <clears throat> like youth fantasy, mm-hmm. like reading it, like middle just, grade. Yeah, and it just looked dumb. So they just all looked so dumb. I was like, okay, I'm not doing this. And I just paid the twenty dollars and got the ads removed. Um, can I do that after the fact? Yeah, that might be worth doing. Yeah, no, it totally is. If you go to Kindle, you can go to subscription because it's a quote unquote ad subscription, and you cash out of the ads and you just pay twenty dollars and it gets rid of them. Twenty bucks is not that much. That'd bring the total it cost was, of McKinnell to only a hundred. It was worth it for me because I, it they were just so dumb and it was like, gosh, I don't want to have to see these stupid I've, ads. I found a way around it, ish. Um, the problem is, is I'm not sure I want to invest. It's actually surprisingly difficult to delete Wi-Fi networks after you've logged into them on a Kindle. On a Kindle, yeah. Like it says, delete all Wi-Fi from your Amazon account. Doesn't delete it from the the Kindle. Mm-hmm. That's like the only obvious button. So you have to connect to it and then forget it. Hmm. And it takes like three menu clicks or whatever to get to that and then to forget it. And when you haven't been connected to Wi-Fi for a while, they can't download any more ads. Hmm. So I've been playing with the idea of only connecting to Wi-Fi through my phone when I decide to do it so that I can avoid these ads. But then none of my highlights sync. And so oh, yeah. I... I use those a lot, especially when I share stuff on Facebook. So I might just pay the 20 bucks. Yeah, that's only 20 bucks. I would do that. It's like that's only two and a half lunches. Because they'd probably still show you the ads, whatever ads are cached on the device. Um, I I wouldn't be surprised if their mentality is more along the lines of we don't want them to get free advertising. So let's just Mm. have it only display for a certain amount of time. That's true. Mine also do change. Like there was a while where I wasn't doing that much reading. And my Kindle stayed like just in, in its spot for a while and the ads would change like every few weeks. So hmm. it was still somehow connecting to the internet, um, still doing stuff in the background. I think the devices are LTE compatible, so I wouldn't be surprised if Amazon has a little backdoor into the LTE. To just I don't know give if mine is, but yeah, I have no idea. I have I'm no pretty idea. sure all the paper whites are. LTE, oh, really? like three or four G LTE compatible. I don't know that. Don't don't quote me on that though. That's hmm. only something I vaguely think I read somewhere. Hmm. Anyway, All I know is I actually really like my Kindle so far, and it's the most I've read since five years ago. Like actual words from a book and finishing books. 
other yeah. than the Book of Mormon. Yeah. I feel the same with mine. So I don't, so I guess my philosophy, I, I guess if you can call it that, sounds way more grandiose than it actually is. But my thoughts are that for books that I'm going to mark or things that I really want to think about or I'm going to be, you know, browsing, flipping back and forth or whatever, um, I personally like to have the actual book. Uh, I find it much more easier, much more easy, whatever, uh, to mark things, to flip back between pages and stuff if I have the actual book. Uh, and I also just like having the physical book. There's something about like turning, turning the pages, pages feeling and, the paper. Yeah. And that, that I really like. It. Yeah, exactly. Actually. Um, and so that's what I do for most of it. Uh, the Kindle I use for fiction, something that I'm not going to do a bunch of marking. Um, something that is, you know, a little bit more of just a story. Um, so I've been reading this book called the Goldfinch and, and the Kindle is really nice because it lets you just highlight a word and it'll, the definition pops up. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've been really liking that feature for certain books that I decide to read on it. Um, yeah, that's basically my thoughts. Yeah. So I, I, that idea really appealed to me being able to have it for fiction and then have, you know, nonfiction be actual paper books and to mark it with my hand. But I, when I come across like a really good snippet of something philosophical or political or, or religious, I like being able to share it on Facebook and, Mm. and dictating it and then editing the typos that happens with voice to text and whatnot is more frustrating than copy and paste. Um, so, you know, honestly, the last time I did it, I actually just took a picture and then had my phone. Um, my phone has a feature of um, pulling text out of pictures. Mm-hmm. So I used that last time I shared to Facebook. But being able to just go to my my notebook on Amazon and copy and put it in Facebook has been decent. And I don't know. I like sharing stuff like that on Facebook for other reasons. That's something we could talk about some other time, maybe, if it's important enough. But... Um, I still haven't, I don't know. It's just, it's so portable that it really, the most of my reading happens away from home and yeah. most of my, my reading has been, um, five minutes walking from my desk to my car or things like that. And bathroom breaks have been another prime time to read. Um, I don't know if prime is the right one there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We talked about that previously though. Like, yeah. Um, audiobooks though. We haven't talked about those yet. Yeah, um, for me, <clears throat> I listen to audiobooks of fiction, basically. Um, and I guess I have some, like, quote-unquote self-help or businessy type books. Like 12 Rules for Life? Have no, I actually haven't yet? listened should, to that. We should do that and talk yeah. about them. I want to I want to read it, yeah, I should get it. But um, for me, like, I've tried, like, the, the first time I read um, Getting Things Done by David Allen, um, it was listened to on Audible, and it was just terrible. I mean, the, the book is great. I'm, I'm not saying that the book is bad or anything. Um, but uh, the, like, I like being able to reference stuff, being able to, to you know, like really get, if I'm reading something that's like uh, much more informational, audiobooks, I tend to zone out or not pay quite as much attention to. Um, so stories so are good for that. Stories are really good for that. I even miss yeah. a lot of stuff in stories too. And I have to, I'm constantly like hitting the back button uh, or the, the seek back rewind, whatever, um, while I'm listening to, to audiobooks, just cause I sometimes get distracted. And so I basically only do it for fiction. My audiobook listening has been degrading of late. This is really the only time I do it is in the car 
Um, occasionally I'll bust out some headphones and go for a walk and listen. Mm -hmm. But now that I have a Kindle, I much prefer walking and reading actually for, I don't know. It makes me, I don't know if it's because I like the way I look when I'm reading a book. It makes you feel like Belle from Beauty and the Beast. A little bit. Yeah. A little bit. I'm so beautiful. (laughs) No, 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 no. Um, I'm not really sure why I like walking and reading. It's kind of walking is so boring sometimes like especially when you're alone just trying to get somewhere and it takes forever so mm-hmm. reading gives you the like kind of a a lack of awareness around you to the boring stuff mm-hmm. and so I, I mean obviously i wouldn't like walk in a you know dangerous place and read a book that's stupid but but from my desk to my my car or vice versa it's it's makes me look forward to walking to work mm-hmm. i guess if that makes sense um, yeah. So audiobooks are, I, li- I've listened to everything with them. I've listened to the scriptures. I've listened to, um, uh, Jordan Peterson. I've listened to, um, mostly fiction, um, especially epic fantasies like Brandon Sanderson or Robert Jordan. I think that's his name. I think that's right. Yeah. So the thing though, is that I don't spend that much time in a car since I stopped delivering pizza. Mm-hmm. And so, for instance, I started listening to a book called Paladin or something like that. And the book was interesting enough that I could listen to it, but it wasn't so interesting that I wanted to listen to it outside of driving. And then they killed off all the bad guys halfway through the book. And I'm like, well, there's no reason to listen to this anymore because it's just some dude starting a religion. And... I was like, I, I haven't listened to it since. And that's mostly because, I mean, it's still downloaded on my phone and I still kind of want to finish it. Um, but I don't spend it, when I'm in the car, I don't have that much time jamming to music anymore because I'm not, you know, spending eight hours in a car anymore. So I don't know. Audiobooks are kind of dying out for me, especially now that I have a Kindle. And I, I'm sure at some point I'll probably get WhisperSync going. Mm-hmm. And read on my Kindle, and then listen to the audiobook in the car. Maybe when I'm rich, because that's a pricier way to ingest books. Yeah, because you have to buy the audiobook and the Kindle yeah, like version. the Kindle's like ten bucks, and they'll throw on the audiobook for an extra six bucks or something, and that's a killer deal. But yeah, it's it's not cheap. It's extra, yeah. And then yeah, for me, for me, it's always been like music. At least lately, it's music in the car. Like and jam to it when I'm at home, like walking around. Uh, is when I listen to podcasts. I listen to all my podcasts while I'm like making lunch or going for walks. Or, or well, not so much for walks. Um, and then I read just at home whenever I have just yeah. some spare time, or I bring a book everywhere too. Um, the other thing also that I forgot to mention is having the Kindle app on your phone is also really nice. Um, so I found like if I'm at work, quote unquote work, like a kiln. Um, programming or whatever, I can do some little reading on my phone. Um, and then it catches up exactly where I am on the Kindle version, yeah. which is, or on the actual on the Kindle, Kindle device, which is so nice. Um, because then I can literally have the, my Kindle quote unquote anywhere. There's a reason why Amazon almost has a monopoly on e-readers. Like they aren't quite there because Goodreads is a thing, even though that's owned by Amazon. Um, there's, not really any other device. There's just apps. Like, I mean, the Google Books, I've used that, but mostly because um, they have audiobooks there too, and you can listen to that on your Google Home. But I 
I mean, they do such a good job with their sync. Like Whisper Sync is such a rad feature. It is. Being able to listen to an audiobook and then read it later at the same spot you're listening is super nice. And then go back to the audiobook exactly in the same spot. That's so cool. Um, but I don't, I, I haven't used it that much. I've used it maybe for two or three books. And that was Whisper back, Sync? Yeah. Listening to the audiobook too? Yeah. I've never done that, it. That was back when I was first listening to Brandon Satterson's stuff. Um, after my mission, mm-hmm. I, I used WhisperSync because back then I was really bad with money. <laughs> and I was delivering pizza and and I'd want to keep le- reading the books and I'd get home and I'd be like, I don't want to just lay in my bed and stare at the ceiling listening to a book, even though I did that too. But I'd, I'd bust out the app and be like, oh, it's only like seven bucks more to get the book. And then I'd do it because um, I was broke and stupid. I don't know. Um, I don't really think there's a competition between the, the different types, except except maybe a little bit between paper and Kindle. And for me, the Kindle's a no-brainer because I like the portability so much. Yeah. Like, I'm not going to tote around a seven-pound book when I, when I get... I'm going to get back to reading Elantris here soon. Um, it's on my list of books I want to read again. And this time, actually, literally read. Because the last four times I've listened to it, and I haven't physically read it since before my mission. I never read that one. Blasphemy. <laughs> you seriously need to. That's, if not his best, his his second best at least. Um, I actually think that I, I like it. So it, it was originally my favorite book. And then when I read, um, gosh, I can't even remember the name. Look at me. I'm a terrible fan. Um, Warbreaker. Hmm. That became my favorite book. And then the fourth time that I listened to it, I was mildly actually disappointed with it. was like I was remembering it better than it was. Warbreaker? Yeah. And then I'm like, what's my new favorite book? And then I listened to The Martian and it blew me away and I listened to it three times in a year. That book is currently my favorite book. We've talked about that. Um, I need to go back and reread, reread Elantris because that one, it's been a good long, it's been two years, two and a half years since I last read it. And... I don't remember much of it. It's, just, it's such a big book that it's hard to remember. I remember the key plot points, of course, but you should read it. I highly recommend it. It's a really yeah. good book. I will eventually. Made Me Cry. It was one of the first books other than Harry Potter 7 that made me cry. <laughs> I didn't even cry in Harry Potter 6 or 5. I don't think I cried I think in most people did. I don't think I did. Lies. You wept like a baby. I can see it in your eyes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, so this was something that we, our next topic, something that we talked about last time. Um, we hinted at. We hinted at, we didn't talk about it, but we kind of wanted to talk about it, and it is the topic of language, specifically foul language, in media. I was going to say, if you just said language in media, I would have been like, it's kind of necessary. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, foul language in media, and what our thoughts are on it, what kind of our... Yeah, kind of what what, so, what are the first let's let's list all the words we think are foul. Gosh. <laughs> and mark the, this episode as explicit. <laughs> Just kidding. Totally kidding. Um there is a song though you can look up on YouTube that <laughs> literally just sings them all. <laughs> um I'm kidding. There is, but I'm kidding. Um don't look it up. It's terrible. No, so 
I guess the the reason why I kind of wanted to talk about this is because there is certain types of profanity that I hate having in media, mm-hmm. like a certain culture of profanity that I hate having in media. And there is a certain kind of profanity that really gets to me in in like emotional way, like King speech is what I'm thinking of. I don't know what that is. What the heck? <laughs> So the King's Speech is rated R because it has a ton of F words, uh, but it's a true story, historical thing happened to um, World War II. What's his name? I don't remember his name. As Queen Elizabeth's husband, um, George. Is it George? I have no idea. I'm just I mean, that's pulling old pretty names. likely. I'm just pulling old British names out. That is pretty likely, George. There, there were a lot of George Kings. I mean, there's the tyrant. I don't know anything about British history. King we George watched, the Third. We watched the like third? one or two episodes of The Crown, and that's about all I know. <laughs> that's true. Um, I think was it King George the Third that was he was nicknamed the Tyrant by Americans during the Revolution. That was oh, who was king during, during the, the Revolution. Revolutionary War. Okay, yeah. yeah, yeah. Is that the third? Um, or is that the second or the fourth? It's one I, of the Georges. I have no idea. Yeah, it's one of them. I don't know. Anyway, um, no. This is about. This is a true story about. He was the younger prince who had a stutter and mm. he could not like get through a speech. And the story is his older brother, he was married, he was in line to become king. He didn't really want to be king and he had a bunch of mistresses. And there's one mistress that he fell in love with and wanted to divorce his wife and marry her. Unfortunately, the r- king of England or the royalty of England is also the, the head of the Church of England, and it is against their laws, um, religious laws, to divorce. And so he basically had to abdicate ab- – ab- abdicate? What's the word? I have no idea. He basically had to say, I'm not king anymore, and I can't be pope of this church. I don't think pope's the right word. Um, because I want to marry this woman who is my mistress and I need to divorce my wife to do that. And so he was, I can't remember if he became king for like six months and then dropped the throne or if he, six months before he was to become king, dropped. Um, so like the, the grandpa died or the dad died and suddenly the guy with the stutter was to become king and he had to give his coronary speech, coronation speech, coronary as a part of the eye. <laughs> Coronary, coronary, coronary. No, you're. No, right. I'm thinking of cornea. Cornea. This is your eye. I'm thinking of coronary has something to do with a coroner. Yeah, I can see that. These words suck. <laughs> no, so coronation. He's supposed to give a speech at it, and so it's just the story of him um, giving. A, you can actually listen to the recording on YouTube. You can find it because we have it. It's actually, it's like a perfect speech. Like he doesn't have a speech impediment basically at all during the speech. Mm. And it's, and this is the show, this movie, the King's speech is all about how he got there with a speech therapist and how much grit he had and phenomenal actor plays him. I can't remember his name, but my sister knows him because he plays, um, Mr. Darcy and the 12 hour. Oh, um, prejudice. oh gosh. Um, Colin Finch. No, Colin Firth. Colin Firth. Colin Firth. No. Is that it? Is that it? Am Look I... it up. Yep. Look up the King's speech. Pretty sure it's the same dude. Pretty sure it's Colin Firth. Let me see. <clears throat> King's speech is played by it is Colin, Colin Firth. Firth. Yep. Yep. I am right. Yeah. He does a phenomenal job of acting as the king, as this guy. Um, 
but there is one scene where he drops. So the therapist is like, do you stutter? You wouldn't swear. Cause he like, he drops like the SH word or something and he doesn't stutter. And he's like, do you stutter when you swear? And he's like, no. And he's like, have at it. And he just throws out every bad word that he knows. And this is in the movie. And he's like, fa, 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 fa. <laughs> and it's, it's like kind of a moving moment. And at the same time, it's kind of funny because <laughs> I mean, it's meant to be. And I'm totally okay with that. Cause it's, it's, it's the culture of it, I guess is it's, it's, I don't know how to describe it. How would you describe that? Describe well. I, <clears throat> to me, it's like the situation, the culture, the situation. I guess why it's okay. Yeah, I don't know. I have no idea. It's not like an immoral profanity, right? Because he's overcoming personal adversity. <laughs> I've literally never thought about this. So I don't know. <laughs> okay. Anyway, well, so that that. How did we get off on this really long King Speech tangent? We're talking about where Logan, foul language is okay, where we're yeah, okay and with you it. Specifically said King Speech, and I said I've never seen it. Oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> let's get back on track. Let's <laughs> yeah. let's let's pull the really rusty switch to get our brains back to what we're talking about. Okay, so I don't go. Here's here's my thoughts. I feel like I should care more about swearing than I do. Um, I don't My I think part of it is that our whole culture, like, like movies swear. Yeah. Music swears, but people swear. So like just all around me, if you watch basically any YouTube videos ever, you've watched any vine you've watched, if you're in the, the, the internet at all, you just hear and constantly, basically. constantly, swear basically. And so it's just kind of, I think over time, just kind of Wears on you. Wears on me. And so, like, now, movies, I don't quite mind as much. Um, music, I don't really mind as much. The only one that, like, really gets me is I really, really do not like the F word used in a sexual manner. Like, because there's two different ways to use the F word. There's one if it's, like, an expression or, like, some type of thing. And then there's the other one, which is, like, a sexual act. There's two different ways to it, and I do not like the sexual act version. It, like, really, like, I don't know. There's something – it's just so cringy to me when people it's, say that. It, it's so it, – it, it, uh, <clears throat> gosh, dang it. I don't I don't know how to describe it because I think about it like it's situational. So that there, there are movies that I've watched that have it, and I hate it. And it's, 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 not, it's not used in the sexual way, and it, it's just – it's dropped. I'm like, oh, that's unnecessary. Like, mm-hmm. Why do they need that in there? And then there's other movies like The Martian where he just like, fa, and it's the funniest thing ever for some reason because it, I don't know, um, like uh, there's just, I don't maybe know if I call just, it the funniest thing. Maybe if you just find it funny, the particular situation funny, it's like an exclamation point already or, or something like that. But even then there are times where I, I'm, I find the situation funny or I find it and they drop it and I'm like. That's unnecessary. I have no idea though. I I don't get it. Maybe the it funny no maybe the funny threshold has to be like a certain, certain has to be above. Like it can be kind of funny, but it has to cross oh, that threshold. No, I think I realize what it is. Um, when something's really intense, and then the comic release is oh, oh right <laughs> okay. So that's that's the Martian. Most of the Martian is it's kind of a tension reliever, sort of. Like, I mean, the first line is, I'm effed, or something like that, because he's stranded on Mars, right? 
Um, gosh, you need to read that book too. Like, what the heck? I'll get to it eventually. That's what you always say. <laughs> it's know. been like five years since you started Mistborn and you still haven't finished any of it. <laughs> it hasn't been five years. Four. It's no. probably been four. No. Anyway. We, we started, how long ago did we live together? Did we start living together? Because it was like, like six years. or seven. It's like six or seven months before that that you started it. I don't know. I can't remember. It's been almost four years, dude. Maybe we'll see. I told you this would happen. <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, that's fine. Um, your thoughts, language and media. Yeah, um, I kind of already gave mine a little bit, but yeah, that's basically it. Just the only one that like really grates me is that one. The F word used in a sexual way. I just, just for some reason, it just comes across as so crass to me. I don't know why, but it really bugs me. Yeah, bathroom humor in general, I hate cussing around um, it. Like the SH word as well, I hate see, it. It's that so annoying. That word makes me laugh. That's like my, <laughs> the SH word is, is like my guilty pleasure. I don't say it, but I think it's hilarious. I don't and like. In most situations, I think it's pretty funny. I, I just really don't like it. Um, I think the D word's pretty funny. Maybe Especially in Hallmark movies. <laughs> <laughs> the one. The one. <laughs> D-word. That's amazing. Um, I'm just not a huge fan. It's probably because of my mission and the SH word in Germany is like every fourth word oh, yeah. for most people. Yeah. So I, I don't know. I mean, I'm okay with the German one for some reason. Like, But the English one, I just, I, it, I don't know. It, yeah. it might also be because of the Papa John's days where uh, literally yeah. everyone just had a garbage mouth and it wasn't yeah. even funny in any way. It's true. That culture too bothers me. Like the, the it's, it's just a word that you say because it's a habit that you have is also a stupid like language and media where it portrays that type of person. That bothers me too. Yeah. I actually do have a question. Do you uh, specifically, <laughs> I love how like this whole podcast is just us talking about swear words. Um, the F word in particular, like I was mentioning how there's two ways to use it. Mm-hmm. Does that distinct, do you have that distinction in your head? Yes. Like it's like a, there you can, use it. You can yeah. hear it when you, okay. Because yeah. the other day, so when I'm in my parents' car or we're driving somewhere, they have me put on music because like I'm the music guy. So they're like, have, hey, put on some music. And so I was, I was listening to, <laughs> and I normally try to pick clean music and everything, which is fine. But, but I picked a song by Lana Del Rey. Is it radio? No, it was a clean song. It was a clean song by Lana Del Rey on her new album, which is called Norman Effing Rockwell. Oh, yeah. So so it showed up on my dad's like entertainment little dashboard with the little his... like asterisks. And he was like, oh, great. Nice. So I flipped it. And then my mom, who loves Norman Rockwell, was like, why would anyone say that about Norman Rockwell? It was, like, <laughs> it was the funniest thing to me because like to her, she didn't like – the F word used in that sense was like, it's an exclamation, like, holy crap, Norman effing Rockwell. Like, it's an expression. Yeah, it's like yeah. an exclamation point to it. But to her, she was so offended that someone would, like, degrade Norman Rockwell like that. It, just, so it just made me laugh so hard. That's um, great. But anyway, yeah, because I think it's just that internet culture where there's I mean, We see it everywhere. It's literally everywhere. I mean, there's... Between there's, the two versions. There's a part of Reddit I actually find hilarious is that there's there's a whole like division of people on it that purposefully censor their swear words because they think it's really funny to censor swear words. <laughs> and so people, especially like heck, they'll asterisk out heck. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's really funny. Um, but it's interesting. There, there's like several subdivisions of cultures within profanity, right? And really boiled down to it is... Is it intelligent 
And Most if it's, of the time, no. If it's intelligent profanity, if there is such a thing, um, let's get out our monocles and our freaking top hats here for this. <laughs> Got to talk about intelligent profanity. <laughs> um, yeah, there's no such thing. Never mind. <laughs> witty. That's a better word for it. Yeah, witty, witty profanity. I'm generally okay with. Um, I wouldn't necessarily like play for my family or be okay with people who don't know me really well hear me listen to it mm-hmm. and be okay with it but um some i used to feel a little guilty about recommending reading the martian because there's so much profanity in it mm-hmm. um but it really is interesting how there's like certain aspects that are, that, I, that I'm totally fine with and I, I still can't pinpoint what type I'm okay with. I mean, the closest I can get is intelligent or witty profanity. Yeah. But even then, like, that's not always true. Because, I mean, not to throw your band under the bus, <laughs> but, I mean, your lead singer is pretty witty with his profanity, but I don't find it funny. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't Most swear a ton. He does every once in a while. Oh, man, his last show, he did a lot. You guys, he, he swore like four times on stage. He did? Yeah. You didn't hear? No, I only heard it once. No, he's, it was like four times. Oh, no, I didn't hear any of that. Um, yeah, that was disappointing. <laughs> Not going to lie. I felt like a very disappointed father. <laughs> like, I've been there for the band. <laughs> Not really. <laughs> mm, man. Yeah, I guess, yeah, just actually, here we're going to call it to our listener. <laughs> Our listener. Yeah, why don't, why don't we have uh, some feedback on this, what your thoughts are on uh, on profanity use in media. Um, yeah, see if we can nail that and we'll talk about it next time. Should we move on? Yeah, let's move on. That's enough talking about, my gosh, I just really want to drop one word. <laughs> and it's not even really that profane. But at the same time, some people think it is, so. Yeah, can't do it, dude. Okay. I'll just say illegitimate child. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Okay. So the last thing that I wanted to talk about um, was this phrase that I heard today uh, from one of my, actually, he probably is my favorite YouTuber. Uh, I came across his... Actually, this video that I rewatched of his was the first video I'd ever watched of his, and it's, it's by a guy named Matt Diavella, and the, no, the link will be in the show notes. But this is literally the first video or the first YouTube channel that I've ever, like, hit the bell. You know, they always say, subscribe and hit the bell so you get on notifications. Like, I just, I want to watch all of his videos because I find them really interesting. But he basically talks about, uh, this one in particular is called... Um, day in the life of a minimalist. And he just kind of goes through and explains what his day is. Um, the, the video itself is fairly interesting. You can watch it, but it's what he there says. There is profanity. And there, he, he says one <laughs> word, um, which is actually pretty funny. Coming back to um, But at the very end, he uses this thing. He says, hey, if you'd like to find more videos, you can go here, you know, or whatever. I make videos on such and such things and lifestyle design. And so I had like, I was like, oh, that's a really interesting phrase. And so I thought about it. I've been thinking about it today and I just wanted to get your opinions on what do you think lifestyle design is? 
Whatever it is, it sounds pompous. <laughs> Not going to lie. <laughs> it might, might be uh, some bad bias because I think the guy's kind of a tool. <laughs> yeah. I need I, to actually watch his videos because it's, it's a bad, it's, it's a stigma left over from a certain someone referring him to me and yeah. me watching the See, video and just the being like, I don't I, like this movie. I referred them to him. Yeah. I was like, hey, have you ever have you ever heard of Matt Diavel? And he was like, no, I haven't. So I showed him a video, and he's and like, it oh, totally jives really with good. his style. Yeah, at least the video he showed me, or I guess us, because you were there too. I was there, and that video is lame. <laughs> I, I I do like the minimalist one, like the one that you just showed me. Um, I do like that one a lot. It is funny and it's interesting style. And um, I'm trying to figure out why that video is so freaking popular because it's not like preaching anything new. Yeah, I think I think the idea of minimalism is kind of like it's it's fairly right popular. Now. It's in right now. And he made that video like a year or two ago, I think a year ago. Um and it's his most it has 13 million views. It's definitely his most viewed video. Um but so I got attracted to got attracted to the guy. So, attracted the videos because they're just shot really well and yeah. he has really interesting content that I find interesting, I guess. I don't know so if I guess to everyone, but. bringing it back to your question, though, mm-hmm. what do I think about the term lifestyle design? Um, when you really think about it, it makes sense um, because we're supposed to be living life in a planned. I don't know if "planned" is the right word. Um, at least as you know, members of the church, we're supposed to be. You know the, what? What? What's expected? What the scriptures teach us is to. Uh, be conscious about our decisions and lifestyle design means that you're forming your life around a specific thing. You're designing your life around a specific style. Right. And so, I mean, it's kind of, it's a good way of putting an an overall feeling that I think we all have to agree. So for me, I guess the word that I came, the the word that came to me was deliberate. Deliberate. That's a very good word. Um, Because I feel like because technology is so advanced now and we have such a, wide array of opportunities that like we as quote unquote millennials, we have this opportunity that if we don't want to ever cook ever, we can eat out all day or we can be cooks and we can cook every single meal or we can have fast food delivered to us through DoorDash or whatever. Or if we want to read, we can actually read, we can sit and read, we can read audiobooks. We can, if we want to watch this, we can do one of that. There's so many opportunities. We can be like, even for work, we can be freelancers. We can work a job. We can, you know, work for a huge company. We can not have a job and live off the government, which <clears throat> some do. Uh, we can do all these different things. And it just struck me as like back in the day, like if you didn't, if you were a farmer or you, you know live back in the day, you, you lived had minimally to, because you had to, and you had to um, grow your own food or yeah. buy it from a supermarket, or there was like trade, or, no, they didn't have, yeah, trade. That's what I meant to say. Not buy it from a supermarket. What is this? Um, and so Not I just America. think with our like just our society in general, we are much more much more. Uh, I feel like our opportunities to live different lifestyles has increased yes. while the depth of those lifestyles has decreased. Yeah. If, if, yeah, if you live, I think if you just go with the flow, I feel like it definitely does. So I'm, I'm, it might be just my experience with Utah itself, like high quality food ingredients to get here in Utah to cook with is actually hard to find. Like most grocery stores carry the same quality of vegetables it's re- like I don't even know where to go to find a prime cut of meat. 
I have no idea where in the state of Utah I can go to get prime meat. It's only like USDA choice. And I want to try freaking a $30 steak, prime cut, like New York strip or tri-tip or some delicious, allegedly, because I've never had it high quality cut of meat, but I have no idea the first place to go because every place I've checked so far hasn't had prime meat. I guarantee you my dad is going to reply with some feedback with a couple stores. Well, there's, there is one (laughs) place that I, I have in the side of my head, which is Myers up in Alpine Mm -hmm. that has like, they're like the tiny little store that's called Myers meats. And I have not checked Harmon's yet. So Harmon's might have higher quality meats than whatever. I think Costco carries at least higher quality than like Smith's, but I know Smith's collection is garbage. Like their steak selection is like sirloin and that's it. And it's yeah. like really crappy sirloin too. I never get steak at Smith's for that reason. I guess, I guess it's not so much about like the quality of things, but it's more like the opportunity that like we can go to the store and buy a steak or we can go to a restaurant and have someone make us a steak, or we can order a steak on DoorDash and have that steak delivered to us. Cold quote. Yeah. (laughs) So there's so many different opportunities that we have as like living in this generation that we- You can literally design a lifestyle to your picking. Yeah. So as we are, we're the ones that are like growing up in this era, like where with other older people, they- they didn't quite live in this. They didn't grow up in the they same area. They had different growth in their lifetimes. Yeah. So with us, we had like at the very beginning, like going to college or whatever, in that time frame, we had the choices available to us. Yeah. And so we are more, I guess we have to be more deliberate about what we choose. It, it's very true because if it's, I think the main problem that millennial, like our generation is facing financially is because people are, held they're basically um animals when it comes to marketing techniques marketing techniques just grab their fancy and that's what they do it's all emotion-based purchase decisions and there isn't much deliberate decision making over like having a style or a theme or a uh, um a conscious like people buy what they like because it looks nice or it feels good and um, I do like that video because it kind of shows that he makes a conscious decision about what he does, even if it's removing some benefits. Um, he jokes a little bit about going to the extreme with that but in the beginning, but but he does do that to a degree um, where he cuts out things that would potentially make his life better in the name of minimalism. Yeah, And that's, I think... I think that's a decision that some, most, if not all people should make about certain things is, is in the name of... Um, whether, you know, spiritual minimalism or another type of minimalism, it doesn't have to be material minimalism. Um, people need to be cutting certain things out of their life. Like social minimalism is a total thing that some people really need. Um, I don't know. What are your thoughts about that? Yeah. Um, I don't know. I guess, I, I guess like I didn't really have anything particular to say but just that idea I found really interesting. Because I, I realized after he said that, that I was like, holy crap, I totally do that. I am totally, like, everything I think about, the way that I picture my life is completely designed. I have 
I have in my head how I want my house to be when I grow. When I grow, I have exactly when my job up. to be. Yeah, when I grow up, quote unquote. I, I, feel like, I don't feel like I'm grown up until I'm married. I feel like <laughs> that's feel kind like of the feeling. So, tangent, uh, sidebar, or whatever you want to call it. Um, it was about a year ago where I realized I'm a grown up, and it's because something that I used to enjoy a lot did not appeal to me whatsoever, and I viewed it as childish to like it. And I'm like, huh, I guess I'm old and boring now. <laughs> yeah. But like, it's just that idea that like everything, the way that I like design how I wake up, what I want my morning to look like, what I want my evening to look like, how I want to spend my time working, earning money for my family, just like all of that stuff I have in my head pictured and I've chosen it. It's like, this is what I want to do because of X, Y, and Z. And I have all of those things laid out. And when he said that, I was like, oh, okay. It was something, he put a name to something that I have been subconsciously doing for like years. Yeah. And it was yeah. just kind of this revelation. I was like, oh, that's fascinating actually. Yeah. Um, anyway, that's basically all I wanted to say about it. I just think it's a really interesting idea um, and something that so you should think about more. If you were per- to put a word to your lifestyle lifestyle design what word that would that be my lifestyle design yeah like what brand of lifestyle design do you have i don't know what you mean by a brand of lifestyle like design. if you could describe what you've designed for yourself like country or um, country modern <laughs> or minimal or how how would you define your specific brand of lifestyle <laughs> Uh, I know you're. Uh, I know you're being facetious here, but a little bit. I have no idea. But I have no idea. I'd probably describe mine as perfect. <laughs> <laughs> Longest buildup for the lamest joke. Sorry. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah. No. Um. I actually did like that. Uh, thinking about lifestyle design, because I don't know deliberate. It's, 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 a, I mean, it's kind of been a theme of our podcast a little bit is deliberate things and things to think about, talk about. Yeah. Cause even like I've started making a list of things recently, like over the past week where it's like, I, I like Nathan Sand is like, doesn't do X. He doesn't do Y. Like these are the things that he does. These are the things that he doesn't do. And I don't know. It's just, I've been just on this weird kick lately, but like, that's very interesting. Like, I don't know. Like I've added reading, like Nathan Sandage reads and, you know, I just want to read more and he works out quote unquote when he actually does it. Um, but I, I just have these things that like I want to do, I want to be known for quote unquote known for doing, not that I like proclaim them to the world or everything, but like when you think of me, this is the types of things you you think of. And I don't know, it's just been something I've been thinking about. So what you're saying is you're really lonely. <laughs> exactly. I'm just kidding. No. Now, so let, let's. Um, I think that's good for the topic. Yeah, I think we've talked about it enough. Um, so I think next time we're planning on talking about one of the books we're reading. I don't think we want to. At least I don't want to personally say we're going to talk about this book next because we might decide to talk about 1984 and we might decide to talk about the other one. Um. Yeah. But we'll so talk about one of them. Yeah, there's two books for reading. We'll give you a heads up. One of them is called uh, Many Are Called But Few Are Chosen. It's by H. H. Verlon Anderson. Yeah, H. Verlon Anderson. And the other one, that one's like a pretty obscure book. Yeah. Um, and then the other one is 1984 by George R. Well. Um, most people have read it. <clears throat> I don't know. Is that, Actually, I don't is really it? know that many people that have read it. Most is that, 
reading in high school? I don't know. I read uh, it. Some I read people it required to read it in high school. Um, it's on Jordan Peterson's must read books list. Um, I've already finished it, and and I'm halfway through a many called but few are chosen. Nathan is currently in 1984, and he's finished many are called but few are chosen. Yeah, so so I'm I'm refreshing. I, I read 1984 before my mission in high school, um, but I'm reading reading it rereading it again with new eyes, and my gosh, it is very different. I mean, it's much scarier Your perspective now. Is my more perspective different. is way different now, and uh, it's going to be fun to talk about. Yeah, I can't wait to actually talk about it because I'm going to bring up those uh, interesting little things that I looked up about the Soviet Union, um, and then we can also talk about China and Hong Kong right now. Yeah, because that's also related in a certain way. Yeah. But I don't know which one I want to talk about first, so we'll uh, leave that up to surprise. Um, recommend reading both of them if you feel like it or just listen. Yeah, we'll, we'll talk put about uh, links to the Amazon or to Amazon where you can get them. Yeah. And read the Kindle versions. I I recommend Many Called But Fear Chosen highly, much more than 1984. 1984 is pretty heavy. Yeah. So if you're not prone to enjoying heavy things, um, maybe read a summary yeah, or synopsis or something. Okay. Uh, Where can people find you? Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. Um, my website, which is under construction um, but right now. Allegedly. Yeah. I, I was I was working on Express today. I basically got the whole site up and running with basically, I don't know, 10 or 12 lines of code. It's actually a Express lot of Express is great. Um, but anyway, um, NathanStanage.com is where you can find me. Contact form. Check out my work. Yeah, can people find you? You can find me at joshuakperson.com. I have a contact form there that works once. <laughs> so if you want to contact me more than once, um, find us on midnightstrollpodcast.com. Yeah, that's probably the easiest way to do it. Yeah. Midnightstrollpodcast.com. Even though that WordPress and WordPress is cancer. <laughs> okay. Ciao.